0: Hey everybody, this is Matt Johnson with Elite Real Estate Systems. We're back here with Jeff Cohn for another episode of uh, the Elite Real Estate Systems Hangout. We're going to be talking about some team building strategies. And uh, as always, Jeff Cohn is here with me. Jeff, how's it going?
1: Really good, Matt. I'm pumped for this one, man. This is some fun content today.
0: Uh-huh. It is. So we're uh, we we're just talking, uh, before we were talking about uh, our trip down to the ESO class. Uh, if you're not familiar, that's the Keller Williams like Mega Agent Expansion class. So we're going to talk about what we what both we learned and what we took away. Uh, We actually got to hear Gary Keller speak for about two and a half hours which was incredible all by itself but there were some interesting perspectives that Keller Williams has on on team building expansion and we want to contrast that with uh, with Jeff your experience and kind of how the approach that we're taking. Um, If anybody's watching the replay do yourself a favor Number one, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, that way, anytime we put out you know, more hangouts and more videos in the future, you'll get notified by YouTube. And uh, then if you're interested in more information about what we're going to talk about today, whether it's expansion, whether it's the, uh, the consulting workshop where you can come in and actually see Jeff's team in action for a day and consult with Jeff, uh, just go to Systems.com. Uh, There's also a resources page, so any of the, um, you know, software tools, companies that Jeff works with, whatever the case is, uh, there's a page where everything is listed out and linked out, so that if you have questions or if you just want more information on uh, those services, you can go right through the Elite Systems website, so, right, well let's kick it off, so, number one, what were some of the things that you took away from Gary's talk at the uh, the ESO class about, especially about the lead generation? That's what we're we're talking about today, yeah. is the you, you know, know transferable leverage sure. of
1: lead generation. There are a couple of things that he he discussed that I found very interesting. Number one is we all have that question as to when should we expand? Do I even want to expand? And when we talk expansion, what does that even mean? In my mind, expansion can be expanding within your own brokerage. A lot of agents haven't gotten to the point in which they've decided they want to add an agent. They don't want the headache of adding an agent. So that's the first thing. Next is expanding within a city. You don't have to just have one office in one city. There's a lot of brokers that have multiple offices throughout a city. As an agent, you could do the same. You could essentially be the you know bookshelf of each side, uh, sorry, bookends of a city or take all four corners of a city. A city like Austin, Texas, you literally are driving an hour across the city and there's lots of cities like that. But the next thing and what we're talking about today is expanding across your state or even across the country. And one of the things I wanted to find out when we went to ESO, Matt, was to know what's the right time. Is it a dollar amount if I'm making over a million dollars then I expand? Is it a number of agents? Is it a gross revenue? And Gary said it's none of the above. It's when you're ready to expand. He said there's a natural time in your business where it will just feel like you have a system in place a leverageable lead gen system in place that will allow you to expand. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to continue to expand in your own city, you know, throughout your own city or within your own office, which I definitely have the plan to continue to expand within Omaha, but I'm also now expanding all across the country.
0: Yeah. And those, that was what caught my ear too. So there was two things that he said was the key to it. Number one was the uh, a lead generation system that's transferable. Uh, and leveraged, and then you also mentioned the admin and back end systems, and having your management processes in place. That's like the foundation of everything. So, uh, we we talk about like the admin systems. We've talked about in other hangouts, and we'll do so again. But yep. for the lead gen side, what was interesting is um, so the, the gal that teaches that class. If anyone's not familiar, it's a gal named Kristen Cole, and she apparently has uh, you know started up in Alaska, expanded there, and then expanded into uh, Arizona, and yep. one of her the main things that came out of that expansion process was she realized that her lead generation system was a combination of two things very personality driven and it was hyper local so both of those things were the uh, the kiss of death so to speak they were not helping her uh, let's put it that way and so that's that's one of the things Jeff that you've done is you figured out you know how to be in Omaha but your marketing and your lead gen systems they're not they're not hyper local it's not based on Jeff Cohn uh, right. And you shifted away from that a while ago, so, so you did this very, very intentionally. You basically got away from uh, the Cone team, for example, and you yep. went through this progression of, uh, of taking your marketing from being super hyper-local and personality-driven and getting it out of both of those things. So what was that
1: progression like? Yeah, you know, I heard someone speak a couple of years ago, and everyone talks about being a rock star agent. That's like the big thing. Everyone says, be a rock star agent. You're up on stage at 80 years old rocking on. That's not what I wanted. I didn't a rock star. If you're going to go see a show, you want to see the rock star on the stage. I didn't want to be 80 years old on the stage. Um, Not not that's a bad. I don't understand. I didn't want to be Mick Jagger on you know Super Bowl commercials. So and that's okay if someone wants to be that, but I didn't want to do that. And so there is a different way. There's a different road. And I was taught from day one, Matt, to brand my name. It's all about my name. It's all about my sphere. And that's true if I want to always be doing the selling and working with customers I didn't want to do that so five years ago I got smart I changed my name I rebranded doesn't matter what you are just don't be your name or else people are gonna want you and I started to instead of learning how to expand within my sphere of influence I started learning how to teach others to expand within their sphere of influence I also started working on learning how to prospect doing just listen just sold expired FISBO open houses and then the most important bucket with leverage lead generation Is our ability to create leads through the internet, through social media, and pay-per-click advertising. And that's one of the things I felt like I did very well. And that's one of the things Gary said: no one has any business in expanding unless, like you pointed out, Matt, they have leveraged lead generation. So they know that they can go into any market in the United States and generate leads for the teams within that city. And they have an administrative staff that has systematic approaches to work the paperwork, to work all the back office operations, to make it streamlined in those expansion locations.
0: Yeah and so theres there's a couple key things I want to zero in there. So number one is that uh, sphere uh, lead generation, right? So it's true that your personal sphere you cannot leverage that out to other cities but the mechanics of how to work your sphere that you developed in learning the business and mastering it as a solo agent, you can teach that to other people. So you oh, sphere, sphere lead gen is transferable in the sense that if you give somebody else the right training and the right skills and you hire the right people, you can teach them how to work their sphere and it has nothing to do with your personality driven marketing. You can do it Absolutely. grassroots basically. Absolutely. Yeah, so you've got this, you can do an organic approach uh, which is one of the three buckets. Uh, but let's zero in on the uh, on the lead gen, the online lead gen. So okay. number one is uh, one of the big things and one of the keys to making this uh, both like scalable and leveraged is the fact that you're setting up MSA agreements to get most or all of your lead gen cost coverage. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. what was so- your
1: experience getting into that? So from day one, uh, back uh, 2011, when I launched Boomtown, the platform's $1,500, which at that time, you know, I was making a couple hundred thousand a year, but that's a lot of money to throw out at a website that I wasn't sure was gonna bring me leads or not. But one of the things Boomtown taught was that you could go out and get lender or vendor relationships created and have marketing service agreements drafted up by attorneys in which they would pay to be on your website, they would pay to put flyers in your office, and essentially cover 100% of the cost of the website and the lead generation. And so starting in 2011, I started to do that. Well, what we, we got smart and we started creating national relationships with lenders and title companies and home warranty companies and home inspection companies. So as we expand into different markets, Before the agent and I have ever met, the person that I want to plug into in that expansion market, we already have the financing in place to pay for the boomtown system, to pay for the lead generation, to pay for the infrastructure that that team's going to need to be successful. So we can literally expand with no costs.
0: Yeah. Which which is fantastic, and that's that's one of the critical I guess components to this whole thing. Now the back end of that then is a little bit more complex, which is the the training and the accountability systems to help people close them. So you're not just generating right. hundreds of leads for every agent, and them, right. they're still only selling one to two homes a year.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I do want to say,
0: yeah, from the outside looking in, that's probably what what m- most agents would say is the problem. Is like, well, I can generate hundreds or thousands oh, of lead. leads, but they can't close.
1: Yeah. If they're not closing, then that vending partner is not going to be a happy camper. Here's the other thing, too. If you don't have that relationship built, which most people don't, that's okay. The agent with whom you partner or the office with whom you partner, you can show them what your team has accomplished in your hub, your hub city, and let, let them know that that's your aspiration in the area you're expanding. And you're not going to come in asking them for $5,000 a month I mean, if you want to go for it. but. You're probably gonna have more success maybe asking for a couple hundred dollars. And then, of course, as your business gets bigger and you can market them on more websites and give them more exposure, then you can go back and ask for more marketing dollars. And so that's essentially the way we do it. And you made a great point, Matt. We don't go into any market wanting to create hundreds of leads because we don't have hundreds of agents on the ground. You should only be sending 30 leads um, a month to each individual agent. So when I partner with someone, I tell them I can promise them 30, at least 30 leads a month per agent. Usually I start off with just one or two people in any any given expansion market. And we're now in five markets across the country. And so as they recruit more agents, I'll start adding additional marketing dollars to lead generation. And if I can't zero base it, don't get me wrong, I'll pay for it out of my own money. I'm, and I'm totally fine with that. So it's not always uh, zero-based from the beginning, but as we build those relationships and more of our lending and vending partners have more confidence in our expansion teams, we can usually get them 100% zero-based.
0: Yeah, and uh, there was something interesting. We haven't had a chance to talk about this, Jeff. I interviewed, um, do you know Jerry Pincus out in Myrtle Beach? I don't. I haven't met Jerry, No. Okay, um, so we we're talking about that and he is, we we're talking about high volume lead generation. It was a really interesting uh, interview. So he said that because he's in a uh, like a secondary market, so a lot of vacation homes, beach homes and all that stuff, uh, he has to generate probably a, an average of 100 leads per agent. So he's generating okay. 700 leads, he's got seven buyer's agents. So they have to generate a higher number of leads because people are less right. serious. They're poking around online, they're, they're right. on his Boomtown or Commission's Inc. page, they're from all over the U.S. Uh, so it is important to know the market
1: that you're going to, going into because you may have
0: fluctuations Good,
1: like that. That's a great point. You know what, Matt? That brings up the point, too, that we need to be tracking everything we do in every expansion location we're in. We can't assume when we go to location B that the numbers are going to play the same way as location A. And so from day one, make sure you have some type of a database in place, like a return on investment tracker. Uh, we Every expansion team we have right now, we input all of the data in those locations the exact same way we input the data in Omaha. And we have found that some of the areas do see different numbers. And obviously, in time, uh, we'll be able to have better data that's going to provide us more knowledge to make better business decisions moving forward on where we want to spend our money, where we want to expand because we can take markets, you know, BCD and E and say, Hey, if we were able to accomplish um, X in these locations, let's say it was a net hundred thousand the first 12 months, then that tells us that we're having a lot of success in those locations. And we might then choose to expand in markets similar to that one based on geography, demographics and other things like that.
0: Yeah. Yep. And that's, uh, so let's talk about a little bit um there was another key point that Gary made in the ESO class. And I want to deal with that for just a, a second here. So yeah. it's the, the issue of talent, right? So we hear it a, a ton. I mean, everything is about recruiting talent. Everybody wants... You talk about rock star agents. Yeah. Team team leaders or people that aspire to, you know, start and expand their team across the country, That's they're being told, you know, up and down you have to recruit talent 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 you gotta find rock stars in fact to the point of taking a rock star agent in your hub office and convincing them to move to another location because you feel like you need that rock star agent so I, I feel like the the elite systems like approach when you combine you know zeroing out your marketing costs with the MSA's and different and then the training on the backside with the three buckets how does that fix that talent issue yeah
1: you know um, and I'll answer that in a second I'll do it in a roundabout way one of the things where I feel like uh, Keller Williams may have it wrong is f- to what we learned at ESO they're not allowing an agent let's say an agent in Austin that wants to expand to Denver Colorado that agent can't get an agent in the Keller Williams office in Denver Colorado to be their expansion partner they're requiring them to take an agent from Austin and plant them in the Denver office or find an agent in Denver within another competing brokerage to go to the Keller Williams. And I think that it's a huge disadvantage to them. One of the huge advantages with what Elite Real Estate Systems is doing is we can expand across any brokerage any model, any name, it doesn't matter. We'll plug in anywhere in the, in the country. So like Matt mentioned earlier, um, in the hangout, if you are interested in expanding and you don't want to pay for all your upfront costs and you want some help and you want the model and you want the leads paid for by someone else, we're happy to partner with you. Um, I actually do a one hour call. I do a few one hour calls every week. If you're interested, feel free to reach out to us. Um, there's a way to access that on our website, but, um, I don't know if I if I addressed I guess your question, Matt. Say it again. talent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the kind of the idea I think in the industry is that you need the best people in every position, and obviously, and I agree with Gary. You're always looking for the best people. Um, One of the great quotes Gary said, and I'm going to slaughter the quote, but he said something to the extent of, "You don't partner with people. um, You don't find. um, You don't pick a business and then find a great person. You find a great person and then pick the business that they're great at." And I really like that. So when you when we we actually took recruit select as well um, in Kansas City a couple of months ago through Keller Williams and one of the points they made was you you might be interviewing someone for a buyer's agent position and find, and find that they'd be a great market leader, um, they'd be a great office leader, or they'd be a great admin person. And so you always need to be open to the personalities that you're getting in front of. But with expansion, we're looking for someone that can implement um, the systems that we have in place, that is going to be driven, that's going to be plugged into all of the things that we know – will help make a team successful we're not necessarily looking for the rock star that sells 50 houses a year I'd rather take someone that's doing 10 deals a year that has a great work ethic that's willing to work the process the way that we want them to that's willing to come back and ask questions and collaborate with the hub in Omaha um, and. We, and The agents that we hire onto our teams are absolutely not rock stars either. I'd say a rock star that people mostly think of in the industry is someone that leads the industry maybe in the top 5% of their market, maybe doing over 50 transactions a year. My team in Omaha was built on agents that do about 20 deals a year, but I have a lot of them, and I'd rather have 30 agents doing 20 deals a year than 10 agents doing 50 deals a year because there's a lot more pain when you lose an agent that does 50 deals a year. And I think that there's not very many agents that do 50 deals a year. So why not build a model that allows you to be successful and profitable with agents that are average, that, that get average results, I should say. And we have amazing agents on our team that are doing a fascinating, you know, a fabulous job, but maybe they don't want to sacrifice 60 hours a week to selling real estate. They want to work 40 hours a week and sell 20 or 30 homes, and I'm perfectly fine with that.
0: Yeah, and, it's, and and maybe our perception of it is wrong, but from the outside looking in, obviously I'm not a licensed KW agent, but I know a lot of them and uh, have, inter- have interviewed a lot of them. Uh, my perception from the outside looking in is that they're, the expansion model within Keller Williams is based on, and the numbers seem to only work if you have rock star agents. And that's why they're, they're really, really focused on you know finding talent, interviewing a ton of people. You have to have a ton of leads. Um, I don't see the majority of people that are trying to expand their offices, especially if they're trying to do it outside of their own city, having any type of platform or a name or being able to build trust with people outside their city to the point where they can recruit and interview enough people to find a rock star in a city that's two, three hundred miles away and convince them to work for you when it's someone that probably would be successful on their own anyway. You're, you're right. really hoping to, to me, it seems like you're almost hoping to get lucky and find that person that would sell 50 homes uh, a year anyway. And you're hoping to find them at, let's say, a Remax yeah. or a Berkshire, you know, before yeah. they do it, like in that if little sliver of time before right. they figure that if they someone, it
1: out. If someone had reached out to me three years ago, four, five years ago when I was doing 60, 70 deals and they wanted me to open up their expansion market, but I was already super successful within my own right, even if they showed me all the benefits, I, I think I would have just wanted to do it on my own. So when I go out and look for expansion partners, I'm not looking for Jeff Cone at all. I don't want Jeff Cone. <laughs> what a pain. I don't want to have to deal with myself. Um, I, I am looking for a high
0: Autonomy D. factor.
1: Yes. I am looking for a high D, and I want someone that's charismatic and motivated, but it doesn't need to be somebody that's already done it because they don't need to partner with me if they've already done it. I want someone that wants to do it, maybe has tried to do it and has failed And I think the biggest challenge, Matt, for a lot of agents that are wanting to expand, as you just pointed out, is finding someone 300 miles away. How do they go about it? Are they going to start cold calling? They have no name. They don't have a reputation. So truly, if someone listening right now wants to get some ideas, I would recommend um, within your own organization, try to start sharing with other agents within your office, within your city and across the state what you're doing to be successful and allow your brokerage to just put you essentially on some type of a pedestal. And I know that a lot of agents within Keller Williams that have had a lot of success expanding have been put on that quote-unquote pedestal or stage and have truly yeah. had the opportunity to pay it forward. Nothing to gain. They're not getting paid to be on that stage. They're paying it forward. But as they pay it forward, other agents in other cities start hearing about them, and now they have that that leverage to be able to expand into those other markets
0: yeah yeah, that's that's an excellent point I don't know that anybody does it necessarily for that reason but it is a nice side effect of having your brokerage put you up on a, on stage is it builds credibility nationwide and then you have people that uh, you know if you were to come in contact with them refer to them or you start advertising and running ads in another city you at least have a reputable name and okay. so that's that's a big thing I, you know it's just it's hard to believe that everybody that's trying to expand has the ability to build that kind of reputation. It's it's gonna be tough for everybody to do it. Only a handful can.
1: I'm fine sharing um, one of our strategies for those out there that wanna be able to expand into other cities. One of the things I'm gonna start doing, we're currently, um, my Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group team is under the Berkshire Hathaway Home Services umbrella. Of course, we're in Omaha so what other brokerage would we be with? And so we're going out and we're gonna to go to Des Moines, Iowa, we're gonna to go to Sioux Falls, Kansas City, all the cities within a three or four hour radius of Omaha, and we're doing free workshops. So I'm contacting the brokers within those cities, we're gonna offer free workshops, pay it forward, help out the agents in these other markets, and if in doing that we come across some agents that wanna start an expansion team, then the more power to them, we would look at partnering with them. But that's not the first reason why we're going into those markets, we're doing it to get our name out there and to pay it forward and the side effect is coming in and having relationships with other people and agents are nervous like what are they going to talk about well just think of something that you're really good at that you could go talk to a group about for an hour any agent that sells over 50 houses a year has something that they can talk about for an hour and you might think that that's not um, valuable I actually just spoke here in Omaha uh, in front of a group of about 65 and I couldn't believe how many people texted and emailed me afterwards, thanking me for my time. The things I shared, I thought were simple facts that everybody knew, but I, we take for granted a lot of times as rock star agents or um, practitioners of real estate that lead teams and manage people, we forget sometimes that we are different. You know, we're doing things in a different way. And I think that. Um, if we find the areas that we know we are, we succeed or we excel compared to our peers, a lot of people will listen to us. And I think it's important as leaders within the industry to give back. Even if there's not a monetary gain, it's the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, that's true. And that's, uh, that's one thing I do like about Keller Williams is that emphasis on, on paying it forward to have a great, a great culture that way.
1: Well, they've let, I mean, they let us come to their training. (laughs) How amazing is that, right? I'm at Berkshire, and I was in, I've was i been invited to all the Keller Williams stuff. So yeah, I can't, my hat go, comes, goes off. Gary Keller has motivated me. I think he's the most inspirational person in residential real estate for me personally than any other figure in, in the world. So he's yeah. inspired me through Millionaire Real Estate Agent and every other book and uh, the things I've watched him say. I've And I've gotten to be in his presence multiple times at different speaking events, and he, he's amazing. So I have nothing bad to say about Keller Williams, except that when they expand – they can't pick somebody out of one of the expansion locations i think that that's, <laughs> right. i think that's a, i think that's a mistake and i think that they're going to probably change that in the near future would be my guess no one's told me that but i don't see how a business can be successful not allowing their own people to expand with their own people in expansion locations i think that's a, a big mistake
0: yeah yeah agreed on that um, well let's finish off i wanted to touch on something real quick here before we close out so you're talking about um, some of the unique things that you do that you could talk on. And one of those is the, uh, you briefly you glossed over it, but I want you to go in depth on like the ROI tracker and the master database. So we were just chatting before we went live on what those are and adding those to the Google drive that's available and stuff.
1: So yeah, first and foremost, anywhere you expand and even in your own city and some agents will admit that they're not very good at this. You need to always have a, a finger on the pulse. You need to know exactly where your deals are coming from, what your agents are doing, on a weekly basis, you need to be able to see, you have to have a system in place that allows you to see how many calls they're making, how many contacts they're getting, how many appointments are going on, how many listings have been taken and and kind of know what's going on with your business. Because to be able to direct your company and direct your team and know where to train them and how to coach them and motivate them, you obviously need to know what they're doing now. Well, take that and now expand. How are you ever going to, if you don't have that system set up in your own market, how much more difficult is it going to be even in a market 45 minutes away? Unless you're physically there, which I don't want to physically be there unless it's in San Diego. I don't want to I don't want to physically be there, you know, having a pulse on the business. So have a system in place where on the back end, I can go into a master database map, I can see every deal that's ever been entered into that database, I can see all of my statistics surrounding each transaction. And when I say that so that it's not so fluffy cat or disconnected, on every transaction that takes place with Omaha's Elite. I can see how many homes a buyer looked at before going under contract. So I know on a monthly, quarterly, and yearly basis how many homes our buyers need, depending on what time of year it is or what year it is, how many homes a buyer needs to see before they go under contract. Right now, our average is about 12. I also know on every listing how many homes, uh, how many showings took place, not just time on market, which of course everyone should be tracking that, but how many physical showings occurred on each and every individual listing and as an average on a monthly quarterly and yearly basis, how many showings our listings need to take. So those are a couple of small examples. And then addressing your return on investment tracker, every lead source we invest in, and it could be open houses, flyers, uh, farming. It could be pay-per-click advertising, Craigslist, Facebook, social media, whatever it might be, viral marketing. um, Every lead that comes from any source we pay for, we're tracking our overall spend. We're we're tracking our spend per lead. We're tracking our spend per converted contract and we're even segmenting those from buyers to sellers. We're tracking the average price point for each and we know how much work has to go into every lead source. So I know a Craigslist buyer for an example, for example, has to see four more properties on average than a lead that comes from say Google AdWords. How fascinating is that to have that data at our fingertips? It's insane. And so we are trying to be good stewards of the marketing dollars that our lender vendors are paying for. Now we talk return on investment, We don't need to have that conversation because the returns are infinite. I'm not paying for the lead generation, but they are. And I want to show them I'm doing a good job investing their money. And I want to get the best return as possible on the leads they are generating for us. And so we take 70% of our marketing dollar. We put it towards the top three lead, lead sources. And then we take the other 30% of our marketing dollar and we put it towards seven other lead sources. And you, if you're listening and you don't have that many lead sources, put it towards two or three other lead sources. But why we're doing that is we're always testing the next best thing. And if we find that one of those three practice lead sources does as well or better than one of our main lead sources, you can bet your your dollar that we're going to switch it over and we're going to start putting more marketing dollars towards that thing that's proving itself and we're always going to run that way so when someone says oh I wouldn't hedge my bet on Google AdWords you're putting all your money towards AdWords or Realtor.com or Craigslist or whatever it might be I just kind of chuckle because they don't know the, the experiment I'm running if you will so that I'm always hedging my bet I always have the next best lead source available at my fingertips yeah
0: that's true and uh, so I bring that up because uh, You've had a few people like reach out to ask about those like tracking worksheets and stuff. I mean, obviously that's yeah. stuff that you guys spent years tweaking to perfection and <laughs> Just running. Ten years. Your, your whole team <laughs> runs off of that, which is which is yeah. phenomenal. I mean most people would, would dream to have that information at their fingertips. So um, I wanted to point out that there's a couple ways that you can get access to that. Number one is if you're looking to potentially expand, if you want to, you know, plug into this system to where you're not putting all the time and all the risk, especially the financial risk, into building out a team. You want help with that. You can come, uh, you know, do the one hour call with Jeff and if things go well, you can actually come and visit the office in Omaha. Yep. You get lifetime access to the Google Drive. And then Jeff, you want to just briefly mention the uh, 12 hour workshop? Sure. Yeah. So
1: kind of the idea was anyone that wanted to partner with us, we need to know that it's a win-win for both of us. I don't want to just have a few phone calls and hangouts when we launch. So we invite you to come here and take advantage of the 12-hour workshop for free for our expansion partners. And we give a ton of value so if it ends up not working out, you still get all the same things a 12-hour workshop client would get. The 12-hour workshop, and you can learn about it on our website. And I don't mean for this to be a sales pitch, but everyone always reaches out after all of these hangouts asking how they can come visit and take access to that Google Drive, Matt, and get access to all of our intellectual property, which we happily give away for a, a price. Um, so essentially the schedule is on our website. You can see exactly what that day looks like. But in a nutshell, you're going to get to shadow my team. It's on a Monday. We do it every other Monday. And we're actually booked up through the end of this year, but we're already starting to take deposits for the first quarter of next year. Um, so every other Monday we're going to host Three to four, uh, we call them rainmaker agents, top producers. If You're selling over 25 to 50 homes. You want to get to 300, 400, 500. That means you would be a perfect candidate for coming so we always want to have it filled so that there's great questions and it's somewhat of a mastermind experience but you get to take part in our uh, one-hour accountability meeting with 30 of our agents so you can see how I facilitate that meeting you get to watch a one-on-one accountability meeting between my success manager and our agents for an hour you get to spend an hour with my operations manager You get to spend time with our admin staff if you want to see any of the back office operations. You get to spend an hour with our top listing agent uh, learning the dialogues he uses for his listing presentation and prospecting calls. And then you get to spend about two to three hours with me customizing a roadmap for each of you individually so that when you leave Omaha, you have a set of goals of what you need to do to apply in your business to get the success that you want. And every person's at a different level. Every person wants to accomplish different things. The point of the workshop is to be able to walk away with a, some additional tools, you know, if you will, in your shed to be able to implement into your market and get results much, much faster. So we, we brought up today marketing service agreements. We talk about broker fees. We'll bring $450,000 to our bottom line this year with broker fees that go directly back to our admin staff. I've zero-based my admin costs, guys. I have seven admin and I don't pay a dime out of my commission income. Uh, that I make off of my agent sales for that. I also only work three hours a week with my team in Omaha. So I have two direct reports that I spend an hour each with and then I do my one hour accountability meeting with my team. Outside of that, I don't have to do anything with my team and I'll make $800,000 net this year. So if you wanna learn how to do that, come check out the 12 hour workshop. And then as Matt met, Matt did mention, we talked about Boomtown today. Uh, we br- I briefly mentioned Craigslist. I have a guy in the Dominican that posts houses to Craigslist. Uh, he can do up to 100, 150 houses a day, and it's very cheap. It's like $350, $450. Um, his link is on there on the yeah. resources page. So there's lots of different companies on there that we've partnered with that have helped us have the success we've had. We pay it forward. We give all that to you for free. All the links are on there. So if you want to get some extra ideas, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, reach out to Matt. We're totally open books. We We are here to pay it forward. That's why we do these Hangouts.
0: Yeah, and there's, as so I was going to mention, there's a couple ways to connect with you, Jeff. So, number one, on the website, you can, uh, you know, if whether it's on the consulting workshop or whatever the case is, you can, uh, there's a form that you can fill out, just pop your email in, and it'll give you more details on the consulting workshop, like logistics and stuff like that. Uh, if you want to reach out to Jeff, your email is also on the website. Uh, oh, or just look Jeff up. A lot of people just contact you on Facebook, which is fantastic. Jeff, yeah, Combs, that's D-0 perfect. Uh, same thing for me, Matt Johnson. So if anybody wants to reach out to us on Facebook and connect that way, we're happy to you know, message you back and forth and answer questions and stuff like that. So,
1: Yeah. And on our website, the Elite Real Estate System site, you guys, if you are thinking expansion or 12-hour workshop, we actually have videos on there. You can watch those videos. They kind of give you a two or three minute glance at what that looks like. And then we have a really cool references video of five or six Top agents for, that you may already know that have come out and taken advantage of that twelve-hour workshop. Year in this year, I think we'll have over fifty people take advantage of our twelve-hour workshop. We're expecting over a hundred next year.
0: Yeah, very cool. All right, man. Any uh, parting words for anybody considering expanding on what we talked about? Lead lead generation. Absolutely. You
1: know, I think that the thing that keeps us all from wanting to do—I I would say there's two things that keep us from wanting to take that next step in any area of our lives. Number one, I think it's fear. Number two, I think it's pain. And I would tell you, there's no person in the world that has accomplished great things without both overcoming the fear and experiencing the pain. Is it painful? Yes. Is it, it, should you be fearful? Absolutely. I'm scared to death on all the areas in which I expand. And I know that some of them might not be profitable or not be worth our time, even if they are profitable. And that's okay. That's a business decision. Don't expand so fast that your main hub falls always remember what's paying the bills always remember what got you to where you are today take, take baby steps if you need to but go forward don't get stuck in a rut where you are the rock star agent and you just don't want to go through the hassle of adding agents i promise it will be worth it it will hurt it will be painful and you will have fear and that's okay just know that others have come before you and you can be as successful as them if not more successful because the knowledge you're getting today in this hangout you might have been in the business less than me i've been in nine years You now have all this knowledge that no one gave to me when I was in your shoes. How much further can you go? I want to see you right there with me. I want to see you ahead of me so I can chase you down.
0: Yeah, that was one of the cool things about the ESO class. One of the main things I took away from that is that uh, even if you end up deciding not to expand, or if the expansion doesn't work out for whatever reason, just the process of looking at expansion and getting your systems so it radically changes the the very foundation of your team and your business
1: for the better. Great point, Matt. Yeah, it's all about systems, guys. And you know, if you're in a business where you're happy, you're making a hundred grand a year or two hundred grand a year, whatever it might be, and you're good, you're satisfied, then. Don't do anything else. Do what you're doing, you're doing great. But if there's that thing inside of you that's constantly churning and pushing and you just want more, then take it. Listen to more Hangouts like this one. There's a lot of other amazing people out there that have awesome podcasts. I would recommend go look at our podcast list of all the podcasts I've been on. You don't have to listen to my podcast, um, the ones that I was interviewed on by those individuals, but they have interviewed a ton of top agents, rockstar agents that are giving back, that are paying it forward. Listen to those guys. And read all the books that are out there that have been written in the last five years. And then apply the things that you learn. And you will be able to accomplish anything you set your mind to. You hold yourself accountable to. And you have extreme dedication, extreme focus. You can do anything you want. So go get it, guys. All
0: right. And with that, we'll call it. Uh, we'll call this Hangout Good. Like I said, if you're watching the replay, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and get notified whenever future Hangouts come in uh, hit the YouTube channel. So with that, thanks so much, Jeff. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Matt. It was awesome, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Take
1: care, guys. Yeah.